Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my longtime partner in business coaching, Adam Sunhalter. We have a company called Maximum Value Partners, and we coach small business owners, and we define small as from 1 to 25 employee-type companies. Any industry makes no difference. As I said, we've been doing this for 15 years together, and we've owned, operated, and I advise many, many business owners, and we've evolved into a, a program that if you stay coachable, your company's going to be successful, and that's defined as making sustainable profits. Isn't that the name of the game? Adam, what do you think? How are we doing tonight? Doing fantastic, Jack. We're <laughs> always blessed to be here, having lots of fun, and love to have you as part of the show. We thank you for listening again this week. Uh, know that you're always welcome to be part of the show, and there's lots of ways to get hold of us. And if you'd like to talk about small business, as Jack and I do, and we have lots of stories to share, and we have plenty of them, and we can almost never run out given the, the, the time we spent together um, and being involved in, in small business. But we'd love to hear some of your stories, too. So if you want to get us, we're here live every Wednesday, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can get us here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Again, 440 440- Nine four six nine four six eight. If you're a, a tweeter or a Twitterer, tweeter, tweeter, get the uh, MVP page at uh, at Maximum VP. You can get to Jack Mancini at at Jack M MVP, or you can get me at Adam Sunhalter. We can tweet right at us or or, or share some stuff with us that way. If you're emailer, radio <laughs> at Maximum VP. And last but certainly not, not least, our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. And there's a nice little form there to fill out and submit your question or comment. That how word, Jack, is a word that we hear all the time, and it's really the, the focus time. of what we talk about here on, uh, on Dirty Secrets of Small Business because we help to answer those how questions that we hear every day. You know, I'm asked about dirty secrets, and, and people have this clandestine, evil sort of... Uh, attitude towards it but what we do is we extract from our daily activities of coaching clients and the stuff they ask around the how question really becomes the basis for a dirty secret it's 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 a secret of owning and operating a company the endless how questions that come up and that's really what they're about and that's how we sort of tie in the dirty secrets because one could call those a dirty secret because in many cases, many people don't know how to solve those how questions. We do. And we'd love to chat with you about those because they're a lot of fun to talk about. That's right. I'd like to shine a light on those and be able to kind of show you how those things kind of happen and how to, how to address them how, and, and realize that whatever you're going through, whatever opportunity you have, whatever challenge you might have, recognize that other folks have been through it before. That's, That's a right. big part of what we spend our time on. It's helping those folks with that. And, and we have quite a few of those today, actually. You know, we tend to focus on more you know, one how question and kind of dig into it. We've got a few to kind of go through tonight, maybe even more. And they're just from some of the, the, the last 24 hours of activity uh, from our clients. And you know, there are some interesting situations. We, we have a lot of those during the course of the weeks, Jack. But uh, there, are, there are quite a few kind of coming in today that we want to kind of talk about. So why don't we hit them up with the first one? Because I had something that, that was actually on the, on the drive over here. And there was a client of ours who called up and... He said, hey, you know, I haven't, you know, called too much in between, but there's something that I just got to talk to you about. And that's often how it happens is just say that something came up that I just can't wait till our, till our next meeting for. 
So he's kind of painting the situation, and basically the how question came down to, how do I deal with an employee who stormed out of the business? So who what, stormed out of the business. So what happened? What happened uh, today with that client? All what right. was he storming out of the business? Means what? So we had a one of the employees has had some drama issues, and uh, for those of you listening, you have I'm sure some drama folks as part of your company. Most most uh, most companies do. And there's been issues, and, and as often the case with our coaching sessions, there tends to be a person or persons that get talked about a lot. And as is the case here, this person has been talked about a lot in the last few months with our sessions, and most of the discussions are not good. You know, they, they aren't being brought up because they're doing a, a bang-up job and really, you know, really doing things well. They're being brought up because things that they're doing aren't quite right. They aren't, they aren't quite hitting the mark. They aren't quite doing what's best for the company. Yeah, so during our deliberations with our client, they'll keep bringing up this problem employee, meeting after meeting. So we know from our experience that that problem employee is just that. Something's going to have to be done sooner rather than later. So in this case, like many of our clients, it's a family-owned business. And what that means is we've got more than one family member as part of the business. And... This employee's had some run-ins, for lack of a better term, with with one of the, the the family members, and it's again, it's nothing more than maybe just a little chippiness at times. People get a little short with each other. Or, um, I like that word. And 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 today's and today today's hypersensitive society, people get all <laughs> upset that hey, I'm being talked down to, or I'm being uh, I'm being bullied, or whatever words they use. Shown somebody's, respect. Yeah, somebody's being mean. Whining category. Yeah. Mean. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mean. Mean is short for whining, isn't it? Yeah. When at the end of the day, what the what the person's trying to do is they're under some pressure, trying to get some stuff done. And some people, when they're under pressure or when they're trying to get things done, they kind of bark at people. Right? Doesn't make it meaner, but I just say they're trying to get stuff done. They're trying to they're trying to make things kind of happen. So <laughs> there were situations over time where this has kind of come up, and apparently there was an an incident today. And the client was calling because you know the client kind of overheard you know the incident. And he said it wasn't really that big of a deal, you know. Again, it was kind of normal stuff, but it wasn't like over the top. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that 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 that, that, that this happened. It's like so he's kind of surprised by literally this person. When I say storming out. He used the word hysterical. Hysterical. <laughs> Picture that. Here you are running a company. And all of a sudden, it's like a friggin' daycare center. You got a calm, I've got somebody a calm hysterical. office, and all of a sudden, someone's whacked out. Right. right. So mm-hmm. you're wondering what happened? Did somebody fall? Somebody hurt? What's kind of going on? Oh no, somebody's feelings got hurt. So this employee literally just storms out, and not saying anything that's kind of going. Just just kind of storms out, and a couple hours later, finally calls in, and still. Sobbing, still hysterical at this point, saying, "Hey, you know, I just needed to take some time. Actually, I, I, I need to take a few days off in addition to being gone the rest of the day today to kind of just gather myself." So, to this employee's credit, I guess to a certain extent, let me try, let me try to take the, the opposite side here, Jack, and try to try to put myself in this employee's shoes. Probably knowing that, yeah, you know, was going to maybe say or do something that maybe couldn't be taken back. Decided to hit the eject button, just kind of remove from the situation so i guess that's maybe better well, than than, than saying that's or doing something that, that, that you can't really take back because i think we've all done that before where we've done or said sure, things that we sure. regret and wish we could hit rewind or erase or or delete button kind of thing so maybe that was good um but also said something 
what was said as well about um, not wanting to leave our client high and dry, so to speak. And so, oh, so indicating uh, perhaps some preconceived notion. Certainly, things like that usually don't evolve over a little spat. But uh, so, how how do you, as a business owner? How do you handle that situation? Yeah, that was the that, that was, that, that was that, the basis for your call. That was, that, was, that was the meat of our discussion after he kind of laid it out to me, and it, it was one of those questions like, "Here we are on a Wednesday. This person's going to be gone the rest of the week and coming in Monday morning." So I said, hey, "I said, okay, well, hey Jack, what are you going to do Monday morning when this person comes in? You know, you know, this hasn't happened before from the standpoint that that they've had this kind of a a blow up to this extent where they've kind of walked out. Um, so what do you do? Do you do you, do you pretend that?" Everything's it's okay. okay. It's normal coffee, and no big how, deal. Kind of the teams do yeah. over the weekend. Uh, that's one way, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, kind of go about your business. And I think at least half of the owners would like to do that, maybe more, because I think most people, <laughs> as we know, Jack, are not into conflict. That's right. And so the idea of having that conflict or potentially uncomfortable discussion creates some stress and angst for them. They 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 would wouldn't really mind if that were just the case. So that person just kind of come back in, and we pretend everything's kind of kind of okay. But that's not how we advise our, our clients, right? right? But I, I, bet, I bet that one out of five, at least, would avoid avoid the uh, question. So you got avoid gotta, the, the the confrontation or possible confrontation, rather than you as the business owner always have to set the pace. And if you have employees doing that unchecked with no consequences, uh, there's going to be issues. And even more importantly, that employee themselves. Uh, how close to to uh, whack job are they? <laughs> <laughs> to be nice, that's nice. Maybe that's mean, uh, but that's well, okay. That's I'm the way I do it. That's what, yeah, that's right. That's why that's what we talk about stuff. We were, you know, we're trying to communicate here. People people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I try to look at the, from the perspective. We always reinforce for our clients that as the owner, people are paying attention. People are looking around. So everybody knows that this person left. Okay, whether they heard this person leaving or not, or if they're involved in it, they're, they're around it, they saw it. If not, they're going to hear about it. Guarantee they're going to hear about it in the next couple of days. Especially they're saying, "Hey, Joe, gee, gee where's so and so? Right? What's you know what's going on? I, I, I know this person's not here." People are going to talk, so they're going to wait and they're going to look and they're going to see. All right, Jack's the owner. So what's Jack going to do in this situation? Right? I, I'm paying attention. I'm just kind of got my arms folded here. I'm going to I'm going to wait and see. So is this acceptable behavior? Is that okay to just? abandoned ship whenever I can't feel like I can't take it anymore and I'll be walking back with loving arms open and, and give you a big hug and say hey buddy it's okay thanks for thanks for showing up today Jack you know it's a, you know, it's good to see you're you. having a tough time like nobody else in the company's having tough times and just walk out when you want for a couple of days and don't say anything about it right, right. I mean that's so that's one polar yeah you know, that's, that's one right. extreme that's right one way to go the other opposite end of the spectrum is when that phone call came hey don't even bother coming to get your stuff. We'll send your stuff to you. You're done here. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the other extreme. Right or wrong? I don't know. You can make cases for either of those versus somewhere in between. Right? I'm a big fan of listening. And so the the, the <laughs> guidance the guidance I gave was, okay, we'll have this person come in Monday and sit them down and ask questions about, okay, when they said this, when you, when you said not leaving us hanging, what do you mean? What we, you know, again, and listen. And let them talk some more and see where is their head. Because one of the beauties of the small business world is we can be relatively humane 
Okay, and I, and I use that to kind of contrast what we know, Jack, to be the big corporate machines, where we're all just a bunch of numbers when you're when you're part of a big corporation, and it can be relatively cold and unfeeling. When it comes to a, when it comes to a small business, it is again more family-like, has more of a heart, more you know, more human from that standpoint. So you can be more humane that way to kind of listen. But hey, if if, they, if this person wants to get out, they have other things kind of on. If they aren't quite a fit, how do you help them? kind of move on while helping get a replacement in so that your company is going to do okay without that person being around. Well, that's one way. If they're going to talk and be calm and and you feel it's salvageable. But that's usually the first indicator of future problems coming down the road here. So you know me, I like to deal with those a little faster. I don't mind listening, but the story has to be good. If it's whiny, I have very little tolerance for that. If somebody left for a couple of days just because they, they felt like they had to leave without talking it over with me, uh, I'm intolerant of that. You know, to what degree should I bend and break? If you're an A1 employee, okay, I might be more tolerant. And the reason I'm putting that hat on and talking like this is that I'm focused on what's best for the business. Always got to do that. That's how we kind of guide our guide our clients, and it's it's easy for us to say, if, you know, on the outside, you know, part of the beauty of doing what we do as coaches day to day is we get very involved in the companies, but at the same time, we are still objective because we're not there day to day, and we've got lots of experience in dealing with these things, and so we can talk very objectively and counsel our clients. And again, we kind of get those polar opposites, Jack, right? They can bring them in, hug them with open arms, or they can tell them never to come back in again or somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. What kind of suits them? And so that's one way to kind of deal with a situation and, like that. And what sets you as the, the, the owner? And you're setting culture for the company when you're, you know, how you respond to these situations. All right, we got to head to break here, Jack. We have pick a bunch more how questions to kind of go. We pick up on this and kind of pick up on another question when we come back. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we love to help people answer those how questions. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Okay, Adam, I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And we help owners of small companies, and we define that by employee count. One to 25 is our, our desired target. We have more in some cases, but that's what we like to deal with. And we help these owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. All those how questions. There's millions of them. We've been together 15 years doing this stuff, and I don't know, easily into the tens of thousands of how questions. They, they can be creative and they can be redundant, but uh, there aren't too many that we haven't seen. We're always pleasantly surprised when there's a how question phrase to us that we <laughs> never dealt with before. So we have a lot of fun with the how questions, and we'd like to hear yours if you're so inclined. Yeah, we we find that the, the owners of, of, of smaller companies would be a lot quieter if they couldn't use the word "how" to start a, to start a sentence because that, that, so many of their questions start with that. With that, um, we were dealing with how question in the first segment. We'd love to hear your input if you've got some. Which was, how do you deal with an employee who storms out? So if you if you had a situation like that, give us a call four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. 
You know, it, it especially means, too, Adam, that uh, it depends on what he, he storms out on or she storms out on. So if there's something pretty critical going on, there's very little sympathy, f sympathy for, for uh, bringing him back. But if it's something that is just, hey, what the hell's wrong with her kind of thing, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So it, it depends on, like anything, the circumstances. We're very big fans of getting people to be tested. And we, we, you know, we'll talk about that where you've got different uh, challenges that they go on in the business. You, know, you can use analogies of being in the foxhole together, going through a crisis together. You really get a sense of what somebody's all about. And when things are going along well, it's pretty easy for things, you know, for, 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 for things to get along and, and people to get along. It's when you're facing some challenges, some struggles. That's where people really start to, to, to stand out. And either they shine or they crumble. And it is so important for you as a business owner to know who is going to be there and shine and stand firm no matter what keeps pushing at you. Because they, that's somebody you can build around and count on. Sure. Versus the folks who are going to waffle a bit and abandon ship. Who wants to build around those kind of people? So those kind of people are able to not prosper, but, but main, maintain their position in companies because the owners don't pull the trigger on this stuff. Now, why in the world should you tolerate a bad employee if you own the company? I'm always scratching my head on that one. Tolerate, Jack. I'll go further and tolerate. They're held hostage. Well, that's and, true. And we've had owners that use that that phrase. And I, I know you listening. Owners have probably that thought in your head. Hey, what do I do? What do I do if if Sally leaves? You get you, you, you well, curl up in a corner in a ball. You, you're worried. Everybody's screwed. Everyone right? can get spooked about right. that. Right. So, how do you get away from that? No, you make a decision to unload them, and you you do that quickly. You don't wait and tolerate and hope and give second, third, fourth chances. That's totally a lot of nonsense in any company, quite frankly. Well, so. a, big, a big challenge, as we know, Jack, is where a lot of folks are is because they start out usually hiring friends and family, often they, they, there's not a process in place to go identify and bring new talent in. They aren't often interviewing new people. And so it can be that that's part of that burden. It's like, well, where am I going to find somebody to replace this person, right? I think you're, you're making a good point, Jack. Part of what we, what we encourage people to do, if that person is so toxic and so damaging, if you're feeling it, I guarantee you the rest of your team's feeling absolutely, it as well. Absolutely. And it can be simple addition by subtraction. That person's removed. And as long as you know what, what they're doing, you can then parse out those duties, at least in the short term, until you get somebody else to kind of come in and fill that back up. You'll be amazed. Because what's happening typically with, with a person who's negative or bad that way, a lot of the, you know, you look at that scale of positive versus negative, a lot of the negatives start to outweigh the positives where people are, are, are covering up for them or they're dealing with a lot of the drama or things that are kind of going on that magically just go away. And you almost feel a sense of relief as part of the organization where the, 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 that weight, that, that, that albatross is being lifted off where people will breathe in. I can, I can breathe again, you know, because I, I didn't realize what kind of a weight I was carrying on my chest until that person just, just is gone. Well, keep in mind, that is the creation of the culture, how you as the business owner react to negative situations in your company, and an employee storming out is a pretty negative situation. So how you respond to that, your point before, Adam, people are watching, and how you respond to that is basically how you craft the culture. You know, so you as a business owner, what should you do? What should you do with a company that just stormed out? Because this is pretty recent. This is like yeah, no, hours and, ago. And, and, and we had, well, we had a, a not too dissimilar situation 
um, with the with the client even earlier today, Jack, a, a different client who was talking about an employee that 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 they were. It's been an employee for a little while. But they had some challenges with recently, and the challenges come back down to that. that you know, that this employee is kind of like you know, use the term "stick in the mud," and you know, we're not very responsive internally, not not being part of the team. And you got a lot of the team chirping about this person, right? Saying a lot of negative negative things about about the person. So okay, so it comes back to you as the owner. What are you going to do about it? you as the leader? You know, what's leadership going to do about it? And so. What the the natural tendency is, and where the discussion started goes, well, let's kind of try to find a place. You know, this person has some value to add to the organization. That they have certain skills. Maybe they have a certain skill set that only they have right now. Or, gee, if they were to leave, it, it would really be kind of a pain in the butt. And let's try to find somewhere to kind of stick them. And you know, that that used to work in my days in corporate America, Jack, where we had thousands of employees, and you could you could stick people in different places, and you can you know help avoid. Yeah, Some of the conflict, and they can hide. Companies. Yeah, they can hide somewhere. When mm-hmm. you got 10, 12, 15, 20 employees, guess what? They ain't nowhere to hide. You know, That's again, right. even if you're in different buildings or different locations, you're still in the same company, and there's interactivity, there's things kind of going on. And so we're, we're having this discussion, right? And literally, right in the middle of the discussion, the owner gets a text that, hey, by the way, this problem employee took himself out. Yeah. That gave, was, uh, that gave was two week good. notice, right? It's like, okay, well, all right. And so. We're sitting with the two owners, and the reactions were almost polar opposite, right? The one owner was smiling and very relieved. The other one was kind of almost like he got, you know, got punched in the gut, <laughs> right? And why? Okay, well, hey, it's going to be a problem. Thinking short-term terms, so how do I, I gotta do this plug the work. gap? Right. i got to do this work, which I don't like to do, period. Right. Right. Find so, a new good employee, you know? So for them, they have a, a key leader within the company who they're going to start to kind of test now. Hey, what do we want to do about this? And ask one of our favorite questions, Jack, which is not a how question, but it's one of our favorite questions for all the owners to be talking about and, and, and the key managers to be talking about, which is ask what is the plan? <laughs> what's the plan? We got a, lot, person we got a left. lot of key questions. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good one. Though. So what's the plan? And you, and you put it down to your team. What's the plan? I have an idea what I want to do, Jack. What What's your plan? Let me see what you say, and I can see how good you are. Let me, let me get a chance Every chance is an opportunity to kind of test my team. And how are we going to do? And so that entire team of employees who was complaining about this, this other employee, they're probably to leave that this person took, took, took leave and, and, and took off, right? So that's good. Get rid of them. They're going to pick up slack. And, and usually what happens when we see this, and you listening know, okay, if you've had a, a problem employee, you know that when that person leaves, what you knew about what the problem was, was just that service. It was that iceberg, that tip of the iceberg. There's all kinds of other problems that are going on that you aren't aware of yet. You know that there's problems there. You know it. So, okay, I'm coming back to this employee that stormed out. So what? what's the business owner going to do? What should that business owner do? I'll give you a minute, Jack. That's what we got. Yeah, give me give me the answer in a minute. You'll give me the answer? You give me, no, you give me the answer. I got a, I got a minute and a half before break, them, so you got a minute. Bring them in Monday, sit them down, talk to them, ask what happened, and then, in effect, say you have two weeks. I don't care what the reason is. There's nothing to, to really justify that. So quick to fire, slow to hire. Remember that cliche, very, very good cliche. Otherwise, we're going to sit be like uh, Dr. Phil we're going to have another head case on our, our hands, and three months from now, she three weeks from now, she does the same thing, and all of a sudden, i got to do something with this employee. And we go months and months yapping about her. That's my solution.
We look like Dr. Phil. We have his hairstyle. I feel like Dr. Phil, too. <laughs> we like Dr. Phil. He does okay, Jack. I've yeah, watched him a little while. But he, I agree. He's got a certain softness, but a toughness that goes together. It's kind of like peanut butter and jelly, you know? Uh-oh. So those are good things, right? So if you're having those issues, again, if you had that where you got a problem employee, whether they stormed out or whether you're you're hearing a storm front com- coming where the people complain about this person a lot, you got to do something about it. And the, the team, the right, employees. You were you're, you're going to give the solution before. You gave it. No, I asked you to give the solution, oh, Jack. That was, that, was, oh. that was your solution. Okay. You, you, I know. You did That's okay. You're all over it. There you go. <laughs> so, But you got to deal with it as the owner. Everybody's looking at you to deal with it. All right, stay tuned. After, after the break, we got more how questions to deal with and just from the rest of our day today. So we'll, we'll touch on some of those. Stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We like different parts of music uh, played as well. That's right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Oh, yeah, here we are, back and at it with Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Adam Sunhalter, and I am Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners, business coaches. That's a business coaching company dealing with companies from 1 to 25 employees. Yes, we are. You can get us live in the studio here, 440-946-9468. Tweet at us, at MaximumVP. You get Jack at at, Max, or at JackMMVP. Or get me at, at Adam Sonhalter. Email radio at MaximumVP.com or go to MaximumVP.com forward slash how. And we got a question in the break asking about uh, who's better for business, Trump or Clinton. <laughs> I said it depends on your business, right? And Jack said, oh, come on. And, uh, and most owners that we talk to of small companies love the fact that Trump's there. He's doing a lot of good things for, 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 for small business. Sure. But if your business is... Wait, what's he doing? He's, he's winding back deregulation. That's one of the biggest things. He's winding it back, and he's giving a sense, at least, uh, at least on the surface here, with uh, the, the the tax program as I understand it, and it's ever changing. But there's also incentives and and uh, advantages given to small businesses through decades and decades of just talking about it and doing nothing. He's truly trying to push change, and it's so complicated to jump in and and try to say, yeah, this is. This is right and this is wrong, but the overall sense is that he is way, way better for business if he can have his way. At least that's my opinion, of course. Well, I said it depends what your business is, too. I gave a, I gave an example, Jack, which I'll, I'll repeat here for our audience, which is Saturday Night Live. Okay, now, I'm old enough to remember when Saturday Night Live was good. You're old enough to remember when they were really good back in the early days. I've seen repeats of those shows from the <laughs> 70s, Jack. But They were. They were the best. But... They've been awful. Let's you know. Let's be blunt, folks. The Saturday Live has been awful for the last ten years. Okay, and they've gotten a rebirth here in the last eighteen months, all because of Donald Trump. And so, I still come back once in a while. You know, again, I'm getting the age now too, where Saturday, Saturday nights at eleven thirty. It's not often that I'm awake. Sometimes, right? But if if I am, Ooh, I'll I'll, okay. I'll try to get around and watch what's going on. Or if there's somebody on there that I want to see, usually it'll be a, a live actor or host that I want to kind of see, right? Dinner at dinner at four thirty and in bed That's, by eight. I'm not there. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll be there soon, Jack. Sooner than you think. That's so, right. So so you know one of the the uh, the female acts I really like a lot is is this, this gal named Pink, and she was on 
on this week. Plus, the the, the host was this Pakistani guy whose movie I saw uh, called Lovesick a few months ago. And so I thought it was pretty funny. So let me check it out, right? And I happen to be awake still, right? And I kid you not, Jack, there had to be every segment, okay, whether it was Alec Baldwin trying to revive his career playing Donald Trump or the news segments or whatever it was, everything had a comment related to Trump. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. Your entire show is about Donald Trump. So as much as you hate the guy, he's if it a, wasn't for him, fodder. he's the yeah. fodder for the program. And, and believe me, I, 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 I'm a big fan. I, you know, I remember the, the early '90s shows, and he'd have the skits with uh, uh, Daryl Hammond. I think it was was playing Bill Clinton, and here he is doing his Bill Clinton impression. He's going down. He's going to McDonald's while he's jogging and everything else. And they're having fun with Bill Clinton, right? But it would be it would be five or seven minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be an hour and a half of the show. So they yeah. they've been they've been getting bad for so long. I don't even watch them anymore. So, so the the program is is just lost its way totally. Well, sounds it's all, like it's all like. it's all. Let's find out ways to, to to beat up or to, or to poke fun at at uh, at Donald Trump. Yeah, that's why Hollywood's having their problems right now. You know, you you can't go off on a tangent. You got to look at what's balanced and what's right. And our divisiveness right now in politics is just terrible. So if you have the microphone like we do, you can sort of make your point. If you have the big screen and the big budgets that Hollywood does, you certainly make your point. And it's bull crap, but it is what it is. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an answer for you. That was a question from Mike. So, Mike, thanks for your, thanks for your question. That's kind of our take on things. And really, you know, overall, Trump's been pretty good for most businesses. No matter whether you're on the right or on the left, it's hard, it's hard to, to, to believe he hasn't been good and be able to make a case he hasn't been good so far for business. And we... He, we believe, as Jack says, he's just getting started. Yep. So lots more things kind of going on. So, all right, we got another how question for our for our audience here, Jack. We should uh, bring Mike on as a guest one of these days and ask him who he thinks. Uh, Maybe he'll address on his show he, next week. That's right. All right. <laughs> Here's one I think people can relate to a lot, Jack, because it's we know it's a it's a common challenge, which is collecting cash. How do you collect cash from uh, a customer of yours, kind of dragging things out? Especially when they're they're giving me this this uh, well, gee, Jack, you know, I really want to pay you, but my customer hasn't paid me yet, or I'm waiting for an insurance claim to come through and everything else. So what do you what do you say to that, Jack? When I give oh, you that, that, absolutely, that I know what to say to that one. You so say no problem, right? Oh, the, I fully understand it, Adam. You're oh, my yeah. you're my customer, and you aren't paying up. And you say, hey, Jack, as soon as I get this big insurance payment. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm expecting it any week now. So my question to you then is, wait a minute, here, let's pull out our purchase agreement or our contract. Let me, uh, give me a minute here, Adam. Let me just run my finger down the various paragraphs. I just did, I don't see any section that says I have to wait for your insurance payment. We, we didn't make any agreement like that. So what are you sticking that on me now for? You owe me 100000 bucks or whatever it is, and I want to be paid now because you've been putting me off for several months with different stories. I've been way more than patient, obviously, and I'm done. But, Jack, I don't have 100000 bucks to pay you. Again, as soon as, that, as soon as that payment comes in, it's going right to you, buddy. Well, I promise. I'm going to talk to my lawyer, and I know it stretches out, and if you're in the certain counties, it's going to be longer, but I really don't care at this point. I've lost my patience. Is that a good business decision? Of course not. Is it a good business decision for you to keep sticking me and let me sue you and go through all that problem on, on both of our sides? No, it isn't. But i got to break this chain here somehow, and you aren't helping me, so you give me no choice. 
Wow. That gets scary. Do I lose you as a customer? Maybe. But Maybe, what, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> Keep giving you extended credit? Or wait till All right. Hold on. Raise the hands in the audience. Who wants to get more good customers who don't pay you? Come on. Yep. Get those hands up. Come on. That's in our who target. Wants, who that's wants more of those? Yeah. segments. All right. So, so sooner that's one or later, ex- you got to break it. Well, that's one extreme. The other one's coming back to me. Hey, okay. Tell me something else. Again, what you've been, what you've been doing to me, Jack, and, and not paying me is not acceptable. So what can you do? I, I'm a reasonable guy. Jack, you're a little bit unreasonable. I'm a little more reasonable. Okay. So let me take a little more reasonable approach to this. All so right. okay, so you you know you and I you and I, I, I agree. I don't have the money, Adam. Let me give you an IOU. I know. Well, okay. We can give you a piece of paper. IOU. Good. Dumb and dumber. I love it. Okay. So <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good IOU. If it's hundred thousand bucks, I probably want to hold on to that one. I'm you know, that's I'm, that's I'm worth. Sh- I'm showing. That's worth intent. a lot. I'm I'm trying right. hard, Adam. I'm trying hard. All right. So you and I agree that you owe me hundred thousand bucks. You're gonna give me an IOU that says it. Great. I got an IOU. Good. That's a good start. All right. Now, you can't pay me hundred thousand bucks today. Right. All right. I know, Jack. I know you got something you can pay me. No, I don't. Something. One of those, uh, one of those Italian guys showed no, up come last on. week with a couple of baseball bats, and they spooked me. Boy, I don't I'm know. You're walking, you're walking pretty good with some hey, baseball bats coming at you, small, Jack. Buddy. My company is small. I know it is. I know. But tell me, you got nothing? You got something you can pay me? I have nothing. How about I a thousand bucks a week, Jack? Can't do it. Come on. Don't have ten thousand a month. You what, something. I can, I can tell you, I, I'll do it and have you get out of here, and that would uh, make me feel good. But I don't have it. I know you do, Jack. We've, you've been a, you've been a client for a long time. Been very patient. I can't go borrow on my car. It's already tapped out. I am I am tapped out. I'm waiting for this insurance check, like you wouldn't believe. It's going to save me and my company, and I'm going to go on to be prosperous. And you're going to be my best vendor. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing now, yeah, you know what you're asking me to be a creditor now, Jack. I am. I guess that's what you want to so call me. People would you, have called me worse. Well, hey, you know, that's, uh, or, that's hey, we're hey, we're, you. I'm we're good friends. I, I know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> we're good friends here. You know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. What I'd like to do is, since you're asking me to be a creditor here, Jack, I'd like to see your financial statements, please. Oh, boy. Give me a copy of your latest balance sheet and I, your, I, your, your okay. P&L year to date. Let me kind of see what me, you got here. Let me go get them. Let me go get them. All right. Now I can see where I stand. I agree. So my hundred thousand oh, bucks. Give me a couple minutes. Uh, All right. Let me wander. I'm wandering around. Okay. Here, I here's something called balance sheet. That's okay. It. Here I got. It. I got it right here. Okay. Here's All something right. called balance sheet, and here's something called profit and loss. All right, Jack. I'm looking at these things, and I see you got half a million in accounts payable. I'm guessing my hundred thousand is probably in there, huh? No, wait. That was back in. Uh, 65. That's a look at the date on those. 1965. Yeah, those are the latest ones. Is that? I don't know how to work the computer to run off anything more current. Plus, the stuff really isn't put in there the way it should. Sally stormed out of the office today in a in a fit, and I I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her since. But she did call and so, sort of apologize a couple hours later. But uh, that's you know that's that's very interesting, Jack. And I'm glad to hear you have similar problems I do with your employees. But you know that's not that's not the you know, that's not kind of you know, distract here from the from the real topic, which is the money that's owed to us. So what I'm hearing right now is that that you're you're in trouble, which is the first time I'm hearing about that because no, things no, have been no. pretty good for a no, while. Trouble has a lot of definitions. I don't you know if I get this insurance check, Adam, I'm I'm riding high. You'll get paid up, buddy. 
So a lot of other people. You know, I'm having flashbacks, Jack. I saw a commercial, you know, months ago with a bunch of monkeys, and they were uh, shooting laser pointers at the guy presenting and <laughs> talking about their their sales plan, which was to buy a bunch of lotto tickets. That 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 that, that kind of wasn't working out well. You could see the sales going down and down and down month after month. I'm worried that your insurance ticket, Jack, you're talking about is really kind of a lotto ticket kind of thing. That's well, we do we do have we do have one percent of the proceeds coming from that for gambling. We've had great success <laughs> going down to the casino. Yeah, I'm and, looking, and that's part of our marketing plan. If we if we hit that, then uh, there's no question. Yeah, I'm and looking. That's not big enough. I'm looking around your facility here, Jack. I see there's a lot of stuff sitting out here. Right. So how about giving me a lean on some of the stuff? This stuff's probably worth at least hundred thousand bucks. You got a truck out back. I saw you own that thing free and clear. Uh, you know, let's you know, let's let's talk I need, here. I, I, I want to be talk. creative here. I want to work with you, Jack. I'll tell you what. I though, really that, do. That I really want to help you out. That bin over there. That you know, we can see. Let me point to it here. You can have the stuff in there. What do you got in there, Jack? Uh, a lot of stuff that's accumulated. I don't. I don't uh, know. Wait a minute. If, if this is this the storage wars. I, 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 I can. <laughs> take, it, take it as it if is. That, I'm not sure what's in there. If that girl didn't run out on me today, I, I'd probably be able to give you what our inventory looks like. I, I do understand inventory. It's an asset. But, uh, uh, you know, she could give us a current number even though, well, I don't know. I'd have to leave it up to her. In fact, let me suggest in a couple of days when she's back in the saddle here, uh, I'll give you a call. Wait, you're you taking can, her back, Jack? She walked out and you're taking her back? No, just for a day. And now that you're pressing me so hard, what I'll do is have her give you a call and tell you what that inventory bin is worth. I, I think it's probably a pretty good number. You think it's a pretty good number? <laughs> is it 100000 Jack? Might very well be by next Tuesday. That's right. All right. So let me I, come I'm, out of... I'm, I'm dead out, though, Adam. <laughs> so All right. Even have consumption. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So <clears throat> we're doing a little role playing here, as you probably guessed, folks. And and usually what happens is these kind of conversations don't usually happen, right? Because usually people aren't sitting down, and it usually doesn't go this way, especially if it's no. Here's my point: it's, people often will say, "Hey, this has been you know to, to the point you made earlier, Jack. Hey, it's a good it's a good customer of mine." Okay, well, good customers meet will want to do well, and they'll be reasonable with you typically. Okay, you don't want to have to sue them. But again, if if that's what they they keep pushing back and back and back, and the only way you, you can get their attention. If you have concerns about their viability, true concerns about it, well, why wait? Now, we had another client that, that, that was patient, had a, dis, had a discussion like this, and started to get paid on what was owed to him, right? And within six months, now he got paid back probably half what was owed to him. And, and he was still doing work for the company because it was a decent client and they were paying him in cash or they were paying him you know, the company, up front. The company was warranted. You, you walk through, you can tell a company that's pretty well managed and organized, and that's important versus a real... Well, Paul, they were talking di- about, about different companies here. Hold on a second, Jack. So, <laughs> this one, this one was kind of a bit shaky. They, 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 they had growth with an industry that, that was doing pretty well for a while. That, that kind of hit the skids, and so things were kind of slowing down. But the family had been around for a while, and and, and family said, "Hey, we'll take care of our debts." Hey, we've been around. I mean, we, I, I know you've heard this one before. Hey, we've been around. We're second, third generation company. We always pay our, we always pay our debts, Jack. Right. Correct. And so. But started getting some payments back, and wouldn't you know it, six months after this this discussion, open up the paper. Companies filing Chapter 7, bankruptcy. Okay, and for those of you who aren't sure, there's a couple of bankruptcies. There's Chapter 7 and Chapter 11. Chapter 7 is the bad one. That's when they're going out of business. They're, they're liquidating stuff and getting rid of things because they owe people so much money that they can't cover all their debts. 
So fortunately for our client, he only lost about half of what was owed to him. That's the only half. That that half's still about thirty grand, folks. It's still real money, but it's not sixty or seventy-five grand that it was before. So he got some of that stuff kind of paid back because he went and had this discussion. I guarantee you, many many other folks did not, and they got burned for heck of a lot more than that. So what we want to do is encourage you to have these kind of discussions with these people very quickly and don't, talk don't about let yeah. these accounts receivable get old. It's the worst thing you can do. The older it gets, the less likely you're going to have success with it, no matter how creative and/or enforcing you may be. All right, stick around. We got one more break, one more segment after after our break. But stay tuned for more of uh, our dirty secrets. Here, I'm Adam Sonhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm a, an accounts receivable collector. No, I'm a business <laughs> coach along with Adam, and like we say, we like to have fun with this stuff because it is fun. we yes. got to make it fun. Yes, it is. All right, stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back. We're here, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and our business coaching company is Maximum Value Partners. And we're talking about some how questions. How? How do I do this? How do I do that? And what we're doing is extracting these endless how questions from real live coaching encounters here from uh, the last couple of days. We just plucked a few out of the air since there's so many. And we're kind of uh, having some fun with them. And we won't tell you who they apply to. But people who are listening, and a lot of our clients do listen, they always see themselves in these. And even when we aren't talking about them, they still see <laughs> themselves in these. Well, we, we just showed in the last segment how confusing it could be. I'm talking about one client. Jack thinks it's another client, right? And then we had to get cleared on the break. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's okay. So we even with us. Uh, and get confused because again they are they are so similar. So we've talked. Questions, yeah, that's that's why. I mean, the questions are are relatively common, and that's why you aren't alone. We can confidently say you aren't alone in your your journey with your small company. You know, the problems you're facing have been faced by many many people and continue to. So yes, that's why that exists like it does. All right. So if you're just joining us today. We've had a couple couple of how questions we've gone through. One relates to what. How do you deal with an employee who stomps out of the business, you know, just in a, a, a hissy? The other one being, how do you deal with somebody who keeps on delaying payments for you? We kind of did, we did some role playing here in the last segment in terms of what a discussion might sound like in terms of kind of going and talking to that person. So, a couple other how questions. We only got time for probably one more here, Jack, in terms of the, 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 another how question. I think that the, the planning one's probably a little too big to kind of address in the last segment. We had, we had one in terms of, of dealing with an unreasonable client. You want to talk about that one a little bit? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else you got in the bag? <laughs> Want to go with that one? I like unreasonable clients, right? What, what okay, do you do, well, let's, let's what do, you do when you got an unreasonable client who's, who's lambasting you, refusing to pay, throwing all kinds of stuff out there in terms of, you know, saying, hey, you know, hey, Jack, you know, you, you said you're providing this, this service, and, and what you did was totally awful. My, my kids could have done this. You know, this is, this is a total waste of time, waste of money. I can't believe you guys would charge us for this. You're well, absolutely awful. Because, because there's – now, this is a little different than a problem employee – the problem employee, you basically have full control of, of the outcome here. You do, have, you do have full control with this situation. However, there is that, and I'll put in quotes, business rationale for trying to get this customer to calm down a little bit and see the light. Why? 
because a your reputation has has uh, some possible effect here, but b you're trying to you're in business to make profits, and in order to have profits, you need profitable sales. So you've put in a lot of work to get a client like this, and now there's a dispute. The client is making all kinds of accusations that you know, you just know, you, you know from your team and the way you manage that they're unfounded. So you got to make a couple of attempts, in my opinion, to calm the waters, maybe go to some expense, demonstrate that you're very interested in making sure that we're talking facts. And right now, from what you're telling me, Mr. Customer, we are talking facts. So I suggest a face-to-face -face meeting where we can iron these things out, hopefully. And if not, we certainly know where, where each of us stands and what the, the problems are so we can move on in our life and, and uh, be better for it. Jack, you're talking so you're talking so calm, cool, and collected. Or you just you've just accused me of of fraud. You're questioning my integrity. You're telling me my my my, my service is garbage. My people are garbage. That that were were crooks. Well, and you're and you're just you're you're well, you're, you're, you're calm. You're calm, cool, doing. and collected. What's well, going on here? Let's go. I'm talking calm. My blood's cool. boiling over. I'm mad at you. Let's well, go. You gotta let me talk. <laughs> what do you think? I'm gonna be quiet. Give me. a quiet time so I can gather my thoughts. <laughs> okay, here's what I do. Now, I'm talking about how I would be responding and talking to the client. Now, in between that phone call or the email or whatever he sent me, I'm sure I'd have a, a lot of words and emotion flying around wherever I'm at, uh, you know, getting pretty pissed. There's no question about it. But I have this little rule that, you know, I will calm myself for a day or two because nothing is necessarily, especially an emotional charged uh, situation, for a day or two, gather my thoughts, and then call this person okay, you're calm make, and cool. You're making that point. That's what I want. I want to make sure I made that point because I think that's where <laughs> I want to paint the situation because your your natural reaction is that fight or flight. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And as we were discussing earlier in the show, most people will take that flight thing, right? They'll kind of step back. But a lot of them will be just, it's fight. It's back and forth. And we see it online today. I and mean, people are often, you know, whether it be on social media or now with email too, it's like, it's just tit tat back and forth that if you were sitting in front of the person, it would never go that way. That's right. But it can escalate very, very quickly when it comes to, especially email. And email gets abused and people often will hide behind it. And it does make you know. Hey, I'm trying to call you, and you aren't answering your phone, Jack. So the only way I have to get to you is is, is respond to that email, right? Or to kind of go. Out. So how do I plead my case? I can't get. I can't get in front of the judge. I can't, yeah, I want to get there. And so you're saying, okay, deep breaths. Big who do breath. you who Big do you breath. who do you call? You know, whatever you got to do to kind of relieve that stress, but don't react immediately That's right. take don't, don't, at don't least 24 hours at least overnight and, don't yeah. write an email and accidentally uh, send it don't <laughs> do right. stuff like that put it, put it, put it in the draft That's send it right. to yourself don't send it to them send it to yourself but yeah how are we gonna get it out get it out and then <sighs> that's right calm we're gonna get some candles going you're, here you're, jack get the lights good. lower That's get some breathing down and some nice nice calm music right okay all right <laughs> All right, Jack. All right, that's good. That's a, that's the point I wanted you to Wait make. Minute, I right. got to talk to this a hole after I do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready though. You, oh, you, okay. you, you, that's right. You I'm have your ready. points kind of laid out. You have a stretch that, and where it comes in, this is where, where where I mentioned the whole humane piece of it in terms of small business. Small business owners are trying to help. They truly care about their customers, about their clients, and so they want to help. 
and they want to be able to plead their case. And here's what here's what happened. That was a case with, with our client. That, you know, this is this is a real life situation, folks. Okay, and our client wanted to help. He felt that his client was getting bad guidance, bad advice, and wanted to let him know why. And is getting the Heisman. Is getting pushed off. Hey, I don't want. That's it. I'm done. I'm terminating the conversation, Jack. We're done. Okay. Well, so what do you do? You take that termination? No. You got to keep coming back. You're trying to help because they're a pretty good customer and they're worth salvaging. And if they aren't worth salvaging, okay, here's an opportunity to get rid of a bad customer. So, it's almost like War of the Roses, isn't it? I mean, things things yeah, things were good to start with and somehow they, took a turn for the worse and what do you do? You can and even though, even though that's a great movie by the way. If you haven't watched it, you got to watch War of the Roses. Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, fantastic. Fantastic dark comedy, but there were so many times during that movie. Even they could have stopped, they could have saved it, they could, they could have gone back the right way, but instead they kept going further and further. And at that point, you start to kind of top each other. And they right? didn't even have email then, did they? No email was in there. <laughs> no. Look how email can distort situations like you were talking about before. It's just yes, it can. It it nothing like eyeball to eyeball, especially if there's a big problem. That's definitely that should be the rule, even if you have to fly across the country. So. So, so if you've got an unreasonable client, an unreasonable customer, don't you be unreasonable too. Calm, cool, come back, be very reasonable, try to help, try to make your case. It's very important to be able to kind of make your case and do it, but don't do it right away. Don't get back and forth, that tit, tit for tat, back and forth, you know, and here you are, you got 75 emails going back and forth in a matter of 30 minutes. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Step away. Do whatever you got to do to kind of unwind, to kind of depressurize yourself to make sure you're going to go back to the in right case, In right case way. you're wrong, you got all these words spewed out there. It's going to work against you for somebody else's lawyer should it come into, come <laughs> into that situation. So that's another good incentive not to fire off long, lengthy emails with all sorts of accusatory words and and uh, nonsense. Don't do it. Think it. Throw throw stuff at the wall. Do what you got to do to to decompress. But uh, don't send that stuff. All right, Jack. We're up against another one of the fastest hours in radio on podcasts. Here we are, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We want to thank you for joining us again on this week's show. You're invited to tune in every Wednesday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern. We're here. You can get us when we're not in the studio. Give us a call eight seven seven eight four nine zero six seven zero, or hit us up on the website maximumvp.com Hey, how many podcasts do we have now? We've got about yeah. 80 of them, Jack. 80 of them. Boy, our, our listeners, uh, if you aren't wired into that, you should be listening to our podcast. You got it. All They're right. Even more fun than we are. <laughs> Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Oh,